Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Well, welcome to the Water Cooler, everybody. Thanks for being here. I'm David Brody. It's Thursday, February 4th, 2021, and national unity suffering another blow today. Democrats taking the highly unusual, if not unprecedented, step of voting on the House floor today to remove a Republican member of Congress from her committee assignments. That's right. Marjorie Taylor Greene is going to be stripped of her seats on the Budget Committee and the Education and Labor Committee. Her controversial remarks have set off a firestorm on Capitol Hill. But rather than Republicans working things out with her, Democrats are going to take matters into their own hands since GOP leaders uh, are not going to remove her themselves. It's a messy Messy situation. We'll have more on that in a moment. Also, how about House Speaker Nancy Pelosi today? She got testy when she was asked a question about Capitol Hill security during the January 6th riot. What's up with that? I mean, why did she react in such a defensive way? We're going to explore that. And President Biden speaks at the virtual national prayer breakfast. We're going to dive further into his faith talk and how that actually matches up with the Bible, does it? Does it not? We'll explore. Oh, and there's these big foreign policy nuggets of news today as well. The Biden administration says it will end American support for offensive operations in Yemen today. That's a reversal of the Trump policy. They're also going to put a freeze on the Trump-ordered withdrawal of U.S. troops from Germany. Oh, and while they're at it, Let's throw this in as well. The president issuing a new presidential memorandum on protecting the rights of LGBTQ individuals worldwide. We're going to explore what that exactly means in the days ahead. But first, let's get to Marjorie Taylor Greene. You know, before she came to Congress, she had quite a few controversial comments when it comes to QAnon and a few other topics. Democrats plan to take away her committee assignment. So let's get some reaction to this and some other news of the day with former South Carolina U.S. Senator Jim DeMint. Uh, Jim, always great to see you, sir. David, it's great to be with you, and there's certainly a lot to talk about. <laughs> That's for sure. What a great day for you to be on. Uh, I am curious to get your reaction to what Democrats are, are doing today in the House of Representatives with Marjorie Taylor Greene. Well, if they start punishing members of Congress for saying outlandish things, Congress will be about half the size it is right now. <laughs> this is certainly she probably has said some things she'd like to take back. Uh, frankly, I'm in the in the group of uh, after being a in the conservative movement over 20 years, I've, I've never even heard of QA9 until this last year when people started accusing others of being a part of it. Uh, so I don't know what to think about that, but certainly she's probably said some things that she would like to phrase in a different way, but it really is going way over the line for Democrats to start punishing Republicans. Like you said, it is unprecedented, David. Normally the parties uh, deal with each other. <laughs> uh, this is just a, another way to divide people and, and to make Washington more partisan. So, um, uh, 
uh, I, I, I would have nothing of it myself. You know, Senator DeMint, it, it does, this whole QAnon thing, it, it does seem like Democrats are trying to paint Republicans politically like this broad brush, like if you support uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene, not necessarily her comments, but if you support uh, this, this vote to not remove her from committees, that all of a sudden, you know, you support QAnon. And, and, and you're right. I mean, I got to tell you, I bet you half the Republican members, if not more, have no idea what it even means and how to verbalize what it is exactly. I'll be honest with you. I could not right now try to give you a one-sentence definition of QAnon, and I've studied it a little bit. It's, it's bizarre. It's just a, a red herring. I mean, you know, the Democrats have Marxist and communist in, in their number. Uh, they have lots of crazy ideas, socialists for sure. Uh, so, but you're right. The Democrats try to blame the Republicans for things that they do, and, and the, 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 the groups that they're associated with. But uh, you know, we, we need to be careful as public figures not to associate with really crazy groups. But if you know the truth under the organization that goes by Black Lives Matter, which all the Democrats support, and actually some Republicans, I mean, it's an anti-American, socialist, anti-family. Uh, I mean, you can. Put a whole list there, which got, has got to be worse than whatever QA9 uh, is, which I'm with you. I don't really know what it is, but it, it's just it's completely ridiculous for one political party to take one little fringe element and try to paint the whole other party with that. That's not going to get us anywhere as a country. And what's interesting to me, I mean, if we're going to go down the duplicitous road, I mean, Maxine Waters has been, <laughs> I mean, she said some, some wild stuff in the past. Elon Omar has talked about uh, dual loyalty or at least anti-Semitic type comments. And, and these are members of Congress. Uh, and Marjorie Taylor Greene said a lot of the stuff before she came to Congress. Yeah, and she still got, I think, one of the largest margins of, of vote of, of any congressman in, in the country in the last election. So apparently the people in her district want someone to speak out, even if they occasionally say something that they maybe shouldn't. And certainly our, our President Donald Trump uh, said some things that made uh, upset a lot of people. But a lot of Americans just appreciated him saying what was on his mind. And uh, so Americans want different things. If we try to make them accept the same things, we're going to have more div divisiveness in the country. Senator DeMitt, you have been a visionary uh, in the party, uh, in the conservative movement. I'm curious to get your take on the future of the Republican Party as it relates to not just Donald Trump, but where this party is going, where it needs to go, and where you think it actually will end up maybe in 2024. Because back in the days of the Tea Party movement, you were on the early cusp of that before it even became the Tea Party movement. You were writing books about it. Where, where do you think we're going exactly, Senator? Well, the Republican Party suffers from the best ideas, the right ideas, and very poor national leadership when it comes to courage and, and just visionary leadership. Uh, I know it's a difficult job. Uh, they have to pull a lot of uh, people of different opinions together. But frankly, I've wanted since I've been there to have someone get up and give a speech as folks, this is what we stand for. We've got to go out, even if it hurts some of us and we don't get reelected, but let's go out and charge the hill with the right ideas. Uh, we just don't hear that from our leadership. And so it's, it's frustrating for a lot of Republicans around the country and conservatives to look at what goes on in Washington and, and wonder why the Republicans in Congress 
don't elect more forceful leadership. Now, David, I know why they don't, because there are a lot of members of Congress who don't want to be led. They want to do their own thing. They don't want to be told that they have to do something that's good for the country, but not good for them back home. And so the reason you have the leadership you do in the Republican Party is because they don't lead. And, and, and that's what a lot of members of Congress want. But we need a Republican Party that believes in those things that made this country great and that we go out and, and stand for them. It, it, at least as, as strongly as the left does, David, I, you know, and I know, and everyone in the country knows that the Democrats stand up for what they believe in, even if it's nutty, socialist, crazy, um, transgender, all the stuff that they do, they will fight for it to the end. Republicans have the ideas that we know are work, that they have worked. We saw it during Donald Trump's term, uh, but we don't have them standing up and fighting. So what we hope we can do at our organization, the Conservative Partnership, is build this American movement we call the conservative movement and, and, and have an America first agenda that we move forward and, and, and elect new leadership, but build leadership across the country. But yeah. I know Americans are frustrated, particularly conservatives. Well, and I'm wondering about, uh, not to single her out, but I, but I bring up Liz Cheney uh, as an example of, of some of the frustration in the Republican Party. It seems like there's a, there's a shift, a, a split there as to, you know, she voted for impeachment and a lot of members wanted her removed. But then again, we just saw the vote last night uh, within Republican ranks. Uh, they're going to keep her in, in leadership. Uh, what, what do you make of something along those lines? Well, she's an individual. You see that a lot in the Republican Party of folks who are more moderate, folks who are more conservative. And frankly, I like the diversity in our party. When I look over at the Democrats and see them walking lockstep with, with Nancy Pelosi or Chuck Schumer and, and voting 100 uh, percent, you hardly ever see that with, with Republicans because uh, you've just got a, a lot of people who are very different. So I don't like what Liz Cheney did. Uh, but it's it was her opinion, and and I agree with the people who thought that that was not the right leadership for the Republican Party. But they had a vote; she stayed in. So now it's time to move on. As we wrap up here, uh, Senator, I'm wondering where this country is with unity. What this country needs. Joe Biden talked a lot about unity, and yet we he signed what close to 50 executive orders in the first couple of weeks here. Uh, what what does this country need right now uh, to to heal? Uh, and and at the same time, what do you make of what's going on in the Biden administration in this first month or so? Well, David, I'm afraid it's going to take years, if not decades, to uh, recover. Uh, from the first couple of weeks of uh, Biden presidency. What, what he's doing with our, our culture, uh, reversing a lot of the pro-life gains that we've had, of, of pushing this transgender agenda, which is in many cases irrational, and, and, but more than anything, to continue to talk about this systemic racism and, and white supremacy. It, it, the, 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 the big assumption there is all of us uh, who are white are, are the racists. And, and that's not going to do anything but continue to divide the country and create more racism. Uh, frankly, David, I've, I've been around a long time now. The only racist I've seen in the last 30 years are in the Democrat Party manipulating the racial issue to stay in power. And we have to do more to reveal that truth to Americans. 
Well, Senator Jim DeMint, uh, well put, and I really appreciate uh, you coming on because it's nice to have a voice of reason <laughs> here in America, especially today. So I really appreciate your time, sir. Thank you, David. All right, Senator Jim DeMint, known him a long time, and I tell you what, talk about principled. I mean, he was principled before it was cool to be principled. Actually, it's still not cool to be principled. But the point is, is that he was on the cutting edge back in the day, and he would, <laughs> I'm laughing when I say this, because he would drive uh, Senate leadership a bit nuts because, oh, I don't know, he stuck to his principles and wanted to elect strong fiscal and social conservatives to the United States Senate. All right, we're back in a moment with Brendan Daly, uh, the former communication director for House Speaker Nancy Pelosi. Balance on the water cooler. That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. Welcome back to The Water Cooler, everybody. A big story today coming out of the U.S. House of Representatives. The Democrats are going to remove Marjorie Taylor Greene, Republican from Georgia, from her committee assignments. We've been talking about it so far uh, here in the show, and we want to continue to talk about it with uh, Brendan Daly, a former communication director uh, for Nancy Pelosi, for Speaker Pelosi. Brendan, great to have you back on the show, sir. Thanks for having me on, David. I'm glad to be here. Well, why don't we start with a 30,000-foot view. What do you make of what's happening uh, today on the House floor? Because this, this is a big deal. Uh, I, I would think that it's – I'd have to go back in history. It feels unprecedented. I can't remember a, a, an opposite opposition party actually removing a committee member. I, I'm not quite sure if that's happened before. Maybe it has. I'm, I'm not sure if it has either. It is pretty extraordinary. I think there's no question about that. And I think the Democrats tried to get – uh, Leader McCarthy on the Republican side to sort of do the right thing and have the Republicans do it themselves. And they had a, you know, range back and forth. And at the end of the day, uh, Leader McCarthy decided not to do that and to uh, to defend Marjorie Taylor Greene. And I know the speaker got asked about it today at a press conference and, and she got asked, is this a bad precedent? And her answer was, I think, exactly correct. If you threaten a member, of, you advocate violence against other members of Congress or other political leaders, then you're going to lose your committee assignment. I mean, it's bad enough that she says that 9-11 really didn't happen and that school shootings are made up. Um, and I, I understand she did apologize for some of that last night. We'll see if she publicly does that today. But in any event, you, you just can't have a member do that. And then it's particularly on the education committee when you're saying that school shootings are staged. Brendan, let me ask you and push back a little bit on that. This, these were comments she made before. Uh, she became a member of Congress. Shouldn't there be a delineation about what you do before Congress and what you do while you're in Congress? Well, you know, again, depending on what, if she says something publicly, she hasn't, you know, changed those views or said anything. And in fact, everything I've seen on Twitter and uh, her fundraising emails have kind of doubled down on this and said Democrats are going to censor me. And she just, you know, she has not really said, no, those were wrong. I shouldn't have said that. And I think there would be, you know, that would go a long way if she did do that, but I don't. I don't think she's going to do that. Yeah, I, it makes me think, and I have to bring up uh, some of the duplicity here. I mean, because Democrats have had their own share of 
controversial statements and buying into conspiracy theories. I mean, Maxine Waters has a bit of a checkered uh, past. I know Elon Omar has talked about, um, she hasn't used the words dual loyalty, but she's brought up some anti-Semitic tropes that, that a lot of people have had concerns, even people in her own party. So what's, what's the difference here exactly? Well, I think, as I said, it's really the advocating and, and supporting violence you know, against, against members and against other elected officials, including President Obama. Um, you go back to Ilan Omar, the House censured her, you know, when she made her comments, uh, I guess it was a year or two ago. Um, other times there have been members who have been expelled. I mean, Jim Trafficam was a Democrat who got expelled from Congress because of his ethical violations. So, you know, the Congress has its own rules and the House has, and as the Speaker says, it's a privilege to serve in these committees. You'll recall that last year the Republicans removed Steve King from committees because of his uh, white supremacist comments. So I think everyone would have, you know, appreciated it in a better way if the Republicans had done it themselves. Um, yeah. But as, you know, the speakers made very clear, the precedent is if you're advocating for violence against other members, that's 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 the line. If you're going to draw a line, do you, you might recall years ago when I worked for the speaker that she ended up removing uh, Congressman named Bill Jefferson, who's a Democrat that's from right. the uh, Ways and Means Committee, very powerful committee, because he was found to have $80,000 in cash in, the, in his freezer. And they said the same thing. Well, he hadn't been convicted yet. What's the line? He says, I draw the line $80,000 in your freezer. So there are certain things <laughs> right. that kind of cross the line, whether it's your party or the other party. And in this case, she certainly has. But is and it, she's not being removed from Congress. She's just yeah. would be removed from her committees. I mean, is it a bridge too far to suggest, and some Democrats are doing this, that the Republican Party is now like the QAnon party, if you're going to embrace Marjorie Taylor Greene? I mean, that feels like politics, Brendan. I mean, it really does. Well, that, I'm sure it is. And, you know, there, there are, you know, a lot of members who do embrace it, unfortunately. You know, my understanding is she got a you know pretty big round of applause last night. So we'll see. You know, um, when the, when I worked for the speaker, and even well after I left, mm -hmm. the Republicans have tried to say every Democrat is a Nancy Pelosi clone, whether you're Connor Lamb in a conservative district of Pennsylvania or another member in in a different part of the country. Mm -hmm. They've all tried to you know the politics of oh let's all say they're all Nancy Pelosi liberals. And yeah. so this is a you know. I don't think you've seen a real repudiation of QAnon. You saw Kevin McCarthy last night say he, he mispronounced it. And then he said, well, I don't know what it is. When last summer he talked about it, how what it was a bad force, and he, he denounced it back then. And so he does know what it is. That was totally disingenuous on his part. And I think you need a forceful uh, denunciation of it from former President Trump on down to the leaders of the party today. And you saw that actually you know, to give credit where it's due to Senator McConnell the other day. And he was very forceful in this and said, these kinds of things are a cancer on the but, party. Yeah. We can't have it happen. Brenda, I've got to ask you, uh, maybe we need to do this another time, but I'm curious. I mean, with Ilan Omar, when she mentioned some of those anti-Semitic comments that she had, the censure resolution at the time, or it was a resolution, I'm not sure if it was a censure resolution, but it, was a, it wasn't about her. It then just became about Islamophobia. It became anti-Semitism. It became a whole big broader thing. It wasn't like, because you're, you're saying that you want Republicans to specifically denounce her and QAnon. On, but that wasn't the case with Elon Omar. They made it much broader than that. Well, you know, I, I don't remember all the details of yeah. that, David. You may be right on that. But mm -hmm. certainly there was a movement to try to say this isn't acceptable. Uh, and this is really what, you know, you've heard the phrase false equivalency. She didn't advocate for right. violence against members or against elected officials. And really, as I keep saying, that's really the, yeah. the distinction here. Hey, before we let you go, I want to play you a quick uh, exchange today. Nancy Pelosi got a bit testy when asked this question. I want you to have a listen to this. 
I'm just curious, as, as far as the impeachment uh, trial is concerned, uh, Senator Graham said that if the Democrats call any witness, that they'll be prepared, the Republicans will be prepared to call in the FBI and, quote, tell us about people who pre-planned this attack and what happened with the security footprint at the Capitol. What's your response to that? And your question is a waste of time. Yes, sir. You know, Brennan, she got quick on that, and I'm wondering why exactly. I mean, th th this is about Capitol Hill security. I think there's a concern by some conservatives that she might know more about what was pre-planned that day. That That's the concern in conservative circles. I got about 30 well, I mean, seconds that, or so. I'm well, saying. I mean, that's absurd. Uh, you know, she, if there's anybody who cares about the members of Congress and the institution of the Congress, it's Nancy Pelosi. She wants to make sure the security is, is handled properly. Um, she's been forceful about having an investigation to what happened both by by appointing um, former General Honoré, as well as having a 9-11 cell commission to investigate what happened. So she would welcome any kind of discussion about, you know, what went wrong there. Yeah. And there was a lot that went wrong. Unfortunately, there wasn't nearly enough police presence on that day. And we all saw the disastrous results of that. Brendan Daly, really appreciate your time. Thanks for the uh, straight shooting. Thanks, Brendan. Sure. Happy all to right. have you. Happy to be here, David. All right. Thanks, Brendan. All right. Uh, you know, folks, this is called civil discourse. We need more of it in this country. How about we try a little bit of unity? Well, let's bring on Democrats, let's bring on Republicans, and let's give it a shot. We're back in a moment. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Welcome back to the Water Cooler, everybody. Marjorie Taylor Greene, the name in the news today. Democrats taking the unprecedented step of saying, hey, we're taking you off these committees. No more of that. Uh, let's get uh, some reaction to that from Roland Martin, a host and managing editor of Roland Martin Unfiltered. Roland, great to have you back on the show. Great to be back. What's happening? All right. Well, we got a lot happening, and and but I want to play. We're going to play in a moment some of Marjorie Taylor Greene's comments on the House floor first. But I want to get your overall view of Democrats taking this vote because this is unprecedented for for a Democrat for an opposition party to say we're not having any of this. Well, if the Republicans had done their job, this wouldn't be left up to Democrats. Uh, that was the problem there. This is an absolutely crazy and deranged woman. That's who she is. And so, sure, her crazy constituents in Georgia elected her, but so did those fools in Iowa who elected Steve King. Republicans took the steps against him. But when you look at not just her... Com See, Kevin McCarthy, oh, but her comments before. No, no, no. It's what she has said shit since she's been there. And then I, I, I really get a kick out of folk who have a long track record of comments, and all of a sudden, oh, I denounced what I said. Hell, you said it! Yeah, but, okay, but, Roland, here's the thing. We can, we can play the duplicity card. I mean, can I bring up Ilan Omar? Can I bring up Maxine Waters? Can I bring up some folks that have said some try crazy it. stuff, too? Some crazy stuff, too. Try it. Try I, it. But also, did any of them try to lead an insurrection? Did any of them tweet 1776? I, did any of them talk about that? I'm just, Marjorie Greene cannot be trusted as a member of Congress, pure okay. and simple. And here's the deal. Do the rules allow for this to happen? Yes, they do. Republicans supposedly like playing by the rules, right? Roland, 
I want you to listen to Marjorie Taylor Greene. She was on the House floor today. We're going to all watch it together. Here it is. And I want you to know a lot of Americans don't trust our government, and that's sad. The problem with that is, though, is I was allowed to believe things that weren't true, and I would ask questions about them and talk about them. And that is absolutely what I regret, because if it weren't for the Facebook post and, and comments that I liked in 2018, I wouldn't be standing here today and you couldn't point a finger and accuse me of anything wrong because I've lived a very good life that I'm proud of, my family's proud of, my husband's proud of, my children are proud of, and my, that's what my district elected me for. I never once said during my entire campaign, QAnon, I never once said any of the things that I am being accused of today during my campaign. I never said any of these things since I have been elected for Congress. These were words of the past, and these things do not represent me. They do not represent my district, and they do not represent my values. Here's what I can tell you. I am beyond grateful for this opportunity, and I'll tell you why. I believe in God with all my heart, and I'm so grateful to be humbled, to be reminded that I'm a sinner and that Jesus died on the cross to forgive me for my sins. And this is something that I absolutely rejoice in today to tell you all. And I think it's important for all of us to remember none of us are perfect. None of us are. And none of us can even come close to earning our, our way into heaven just by our acts and our works. Hey, Roland, no, don't laugh, Roland. Roland, don't laugh. None of no. us are perfect. I'm a sinner. Words of the past. It was a mea culpa. It was a mea culpa. It was an apology. That's what you're going to get. That, that's pretty good. That's pretty good, Roland. Roland. You, you, you actually fail for that? You, you actually. Well, I look, mean, look, so, so look, now we're not I, supposed look, to believe I, anybody? I, look, I, do you actually believe what she just said? Listen, I, I, you I, believe was led astray, I was led astray by things at the time that I didn't realize were not true. Now I have seen the light. And now they are true. Roland, is she Bro, the first person in the world on. to do a mea culpa? She's not the first person to do I'm, a mea culpa. But no, no, no. I understand the difference between a mea culpa and then somebody who's like, yeah, I need to save my behind. I still believe that stuff, but I got to so say Democrats, the right So Democrats have never done that? I mean, come on. Liberals, liberals haven't nothing, done that? I believe nothing that she just said. Nothing. And then I'm a, love, I'm a lover of Jesus Christ. I'm a... Come on, David. Don't, David wait, Roland, don't get know. on her faith now. You're starting to condemn her faith David, now. No, 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 I'm not. Because first of all, David, you got to remember who you're talking to. The husband of an ordained minister. A Christian yeah, author. So, so. I, also, I also understand when theologian Dietrich Bonhoeffer talked about cheap grapes. Yeah, but you okay? don't know her. You, talk, you, you don't know her. You don't know no, her. No, 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 no. Here's, here's what I, again. You don't know See, her. See, again, if we want to have a Christian conversation, the theologian Dietrich Bonhoeffer talked about those people who have cheap grace who do things and they go, oh, Lord, forgive me. They go back to doing these things. I, all, I Here's judge my question. Marjorie Taylor Greene. Hold up. I judge her based upon what she has said since she got elected. And she has hey. said absolutely crazy, outrageous things. Not 2018. Hey. 2020, 2021. Roland, straight up. Liberals always talk about compassion for your fellow man, and then and then you got th this going on. Look, why can't we have some compassion for her? I mean, another when I say oh, compassion, no, no, I, forgiveness, no, no, no. forgivness. What about compassion. forgiveness? Here's the deal. 
I can have compassion All right. and still remove still remove your behind from your committees. And then in <laughs> six months, and no, no, no. In six months, when we actually see if you've actually changed. Then they can be restored. But but see, here's the deal. Mm-hmm. You mm-hmm. can't do all the things she said and done in the past few months, including January 6th, and then go, oh, I'm sorry. Lord, forgive me. No, boo. That's well, not how it l- works. Listen, no, Roland, I disagree with you. She can say that and then show in the future if she doesn't make the same mistake, if you will. But the point, nah. but, but she can say it. She can say it. She can say it. Here's the deal. Democrats take the action, and in six months, if she actually shows what she just talked about, they can always restore. So can you'd be for that. Can you'd that be, happen? You'd be for that. You'd be for her restore, getting the committee assignments back if she showed true contrition. If she shows it, but let's see what she says and does for the next six months. I don't trust that she actually can we, be humbled and not act a fool for the next six months. But sure, let's see what happens. What? Snatch the committee right now. Will you at least acknowledge that this is not just a conservative QAnon issue? This is the liberals do this on the other side too. Everybody's got their baggage, uh, Roland. Everybody's got their no, no, baggage. No, no. Individuals have their baggage. Yes, yes. And here's and here's the deal. And here's the deal. This is real simple, okay? Mm-hmm. I, I, all I heard for the last four years from Republicans yeah. is that winning, uh, you actually have the spoils of victory. Well, guess what? Yeah. What happens when you win? Roland Martin. I'm going to say this on national television. I love you, and there's no air quotes around that. You know that. I appreciate it. I got to come back next week to talk about Jim Dementia. All right, we'll we'll do that. That interview you just did, my. I got a hard break. I got to go. You're the best. Goodbye. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Welcome back to the Water Cooler, everybody. The National Prayer Breakfast was today. It's an annual gathering. Uh, It's normally done in person. Shockingly, hello, covid it's virtual. Everything's virtual. I want to go on a date night. And I'm like, honey, where do you want to go? She's like, uh, I don't know. I'm like, how about the grocery store? I mean, what are you going to do? I mean, it's like, it's the grocery store. You can't even go to a movie theater. Uh, it's getting ridiculous. Don't get me started. Uh, anyhow, let's bring in Pastor Brian Gibson, uh, the founder of Peaceably Gather. Uh, Br- uh, Pastor Gibson, great to see you, sir. Hey, it's great to be with you. And if you want to go to a movie or have a dinner, come to Texas. We don't care in Texas. We do what we want. All right. You see, that's what I'm talking about. I need to get down there right away. Pronto. Pronto. Yes, sir. I'll book your room. (laughs) Okay, sounds good. Uh, The National Prayer Breakfast was this morning, and Joe Biden spoke. It was virtual, so he was probably reading off prompter. Uh, But but here's what he said about uh, Trump. He had to get a dig into Trump, of course. Uh, Trump and faith. Here it is. We just have to open our eyes. We've just witnessed images that we've never imagined, images that now we'll never forget a violent assault in the U.S. Capitol, an assault on our democracy, on our capital, a violent attack that threatened lives and took lives. We know now we must confront and defeat political extremism, white supremacy, and domestic terrorism. For so many in our nation, this is a dark, dark time. 
So where do we turn? Faith. Where do we turn? Faith. Uh, you know, what, what's your take on, on some of what he's talking about? Because he, he talks a lot about his Catholic faith, but uh, I tell you what, there are a lot of conservative Catholics that are like, wait, that's not the Bible I'm reading. Yes, sir. I'll agree. We've seen a lot of dark, crazy things. We've seen Portland burning. We've seen Seattle burning. We've seen BLM looting, and uh, we've seen cops die all summer. And I haven't heard Mr. Biden say a lot about that extremism. Mm -hmm. He calls Antifa and an idea. Well, I've been surrounded and threatened by Antifa 15 to 20 times this year. They're not an idea. So if he's going to keep picking and choosing uh, who's extreme, who's this, who's what, we all see through it. It's political ideology. It's targeting. We've all denounced the Capitol stuff. But come on, they're riding this horse uh, and beating it even after it's dead. Now, on issues of his faith and his prayer, prayer breakfast, what, what I see as a travesty is a man that calls himself a Catholic that has now removed the Mexico City policy, uh, has opened up the doorways for your hard-earned tax dollars to be sent around the world to kill the unborn. It's the blood of the innocent on the American taxpayer's hand, brought to you courtesy of uh, President Biden and Kamala Harris. And I'll tell you, this is not a real Christianity. What, what these people are doing right now is they're taking their mind, their leftist ideology, right? Their secular humanism, trying to wrap it up in a Christian bow and trying to change the message of Christianity. See, Christianity is not a, a, a faith you can make up. It is a received faith brought to us via scripture. So what I would say both um, President Biden and Pelosi need to do is they need to check out uh, Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, all the way through the book of Revelation. And they can have a real Christian faith, one that does not slaughter the unborn. So, so let's talk about that because you mentioned Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, as in the four gospels, as in it seems to me with liberals is that their gospel is cloaked in this idea of like, you know, we are the world, save the children, compassion and the whole thing. And like, believe me, nothing wrong with compassion. It's in the Bible, but it's not the gospel. Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. It, just, it, it is not the gospel of what Jesus is talking about, even though compassion is part of what God is all about, Jesus is all about. Uh, absolutely. They, they take just a few parts in the gospel right. where Jesus talks about being good to the poor. And of course, we should be good to the poor, right. but they take it out of context and they want to take it and put it in their Marxist ideology, where now the government can take over your money. It's not you being good to the poor. The government will do that for you now. And they take away the gift of generosity. See, a Christian should always be generous. We should be loving. We should be caring. You cannot mandate that from the government and call it a Christian faith. So they use this as a Trojan horse to appeal to better Christian charity and say, hey, if you don't agree with our policies that we're gonna take your wealth and redistribute it, if you don't agree with our policies that we're gonna have an open border, you are now a bad person. And it's not a real gospel, it's a Trojan horse. And I believe the real enemy of Christianity is riding into America on it. Uh, it's been called a social justice gospel. Right. It's been preached by liberals for 15, 20 years, and it's toxic. Of course, we're gonna do good works, but the gospel of Jesus Christ is that he died for our sins, placed in a tomb, resurrected third day. Believe on him, you'll be forgiven. Mm, that's where I say amen. I'm not going to say a woman. I'm going to say amen on that. Amen. Uh, hey, uh, let me play a little bit. Here we go again to the National Prayer Bre Breakfast. Here was Nancy Pelosi uh, weighing in virtually on an interesting camera. It was kind of zooming in or kind of like creepy, like a Blair Witch Project situation. Anyhow, uh, let's play this. This is weird. Today, we pray for the families ravaged by the coronavirus. We pray for the communities confronting the dark stain of injustice. We pray for all in our country and around the world 
who seek a more just and equal future for themselves and their families. And leaders and people of faith, it is our responsibility to safeguard the dignity of all of God's children, recognizing the spark of divinity within us all. Today and in all days, we ask God to continue to bless America and give us strength and hope as we seek to do his work here on earth. Boy, I tell you, I know you're shaking your head. By the way, I'd like her to read me a bedtime story. Actually, maybe not. Um, I, I, by the way, I had no idea that God's work included funding abortion clinics uh, and putting Christian tax dollars uh, on, in certain places. Could there be anything more inauthentic than what we just watched there? Anything more plastic, <laughs> more fake, more contrived, more red? There is nothing heartfelt there at all. And I agree with you wholeheartedly. Her, her policies do not line up anywhere remotely clear, cl uh, close to Christianity. So this is this is a, 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 a targeted attempt, right, to steal true Orthodox Christianity and to take it and rewrite it. And here's what man always does, David. Man wants to take their ideologies. They want to take our mindset and create a God out of it. Mm -hmm. So it's taking our, our mind or our, what we think is right and making it an idol. Uh, I got to remind these people that, that God's thoughts are not our thoughts. His ways are not our ways. He has a higher standard. And you're not going to get America blessed by slaughtering yeah. the unborn. You're not going to get America blessed by redefining what, what's made us humanity for 2,000 years. It's not going to work. Well, Brian Gibson, uh, I 100% agree, and I appreciate you uh, being uh, truthful and, and just giving the, the word, if you will, right here on national television. Uh, Pastor Gibson, really appreciate your time. Hey, it's an honor to be with you, David. God bless you. Stay All out right. of trouble, huh? <laughs> I'll try. No, you stay out of trouble <laughs> for sure. All right. You're always around uh, all of the controversy out there. And what I mean by controversy is, look, he's preaching the gospel right there in Portland and Seattle and all these places. He's going into the lion's den for sure. And that's why we'd love having him on the show. Hope to get him back next week. When we come back, the last sip. What's up with Mike Pence? Where did he go? Answer in a moment. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Welcome back to the water cooler. I need to be careful when I say that. The water cooler, not the water cooler, because that's what I typically say since I'm from the New York tri-state area. Uh, today, uh, it's time for the last sip. And you know what that means. Well, I don't even know what it means, but uh, we do this poll of the day thing. And so guess what? Today in the last sip, it is time for the poll of the day. The water cooler. Poll of the Day. I love that guy. I don't know him. Which of the following best describes your opinion of balancing climate change concerns with America's economic well-being? 13% say, well, look, folks, climate change is just not real. 47% say climate change is real and policies to protect against it should be strengthened even if it costs jobs or economic hardship. Huh, interesting. And 41% say climate change is real 
but efforts to combat it should not come at the cost of U.S. jobs or economic well-being. So if my math is correct, 41 plus 13, about 54% or so are really kind of questioning the whole climate change situation as it relates to the U.S. economy for sure. So that is today's poll of the day. I, I don't want to, I just, I think I'm overusing it. I really do. Uh, all right. So here's some of our, our last sips since we're in the last sips segment. Uh, Mike Pence, um, congratulations to Mike Pence, uh, no longer vice president, uh, but he is now going to be a distinguished fellow. Look, he's clapping for himself. He's a, he's going to be a distinguished fellow at the Heritage Foundation. So good for him. Um, and you know, that's, uh, what does that mean? It means he's going to pretty much, uh, be at this think tank and giving speeches and, and, and contributing policy papers and, and giving his thoughts and ideas about the conservative movement uh, and the way forward. And that means, indeed, that clearly he is thinking about running for president, duh, in 2024. We'll see how that, uh, we'll see how that goes in the future. Uh, the question for Mike Pence is, does the fly come with the job? I mean, I think that's really the question because that fly from Utah if I'm not mistaken, Madison Parker, you let me know, but is that fly, wasn't that fly with him for most of the term after Utah? I believe they got engaged, the fly, no, they didn't. That's not true. That would not be like Mike Pence to engage a fly. Uh, but the fly was on his head uh, there back in Utah during that debate. That is the classic Mike Pence moment. I mean, not that we're going to remember Mike Pence for that moment, uh, but that's interesting. Yeah, we just, uh, it was just an example, just a reason to put the fly up on the uh, wall, <laughs> on the screen, uh, because we just do that. Anyhow, Mike Pence, distinguished fellow at the Heritage Foundation. That will be his future until he runs for president. Back in a moment. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Welcome back to the water cooler, uh, everybody. Uh, I got to tell you, I need a Calgon bath. Look it up if you're under 40, uh, because this has been quite a show. I'm exhausted. Uh, and so let's bring in Sophie Mann, because she kind of like takes it down a notch. I don't know what that means. <laughs> I'll just take the reins. No worries. Sit back. Sit back on this Should one. I just sit back? All right. Yeah. Sit back. Either you or Bernie Sanders, I think, should do this uh, segment. Ooh, uh, is Bernie one... around? Oh, Bernie's around. Okay. Bernie is always around. There he uh, is. <laughs> Bernie's oh, my goodness. <laughs> Bernie Sanders. Hey, guy. <laughs> uh, in for Sophie Mann today. And there he goes. Okay. Why is he under the desk? That's weird. All well, right. Uh, let's talk to us about <laughs> yeah. San Francisco and uh, COVID. Yes. Okay. Well, so San Francisco, um, as with many other mm. big cities in the United States, is mired in a dispute right now about getting their public school children back to in-person learning. Since at this right. point, we sort of understand that the experiment of online learning has basically been a failure, a complete travesty for kids. Mm -hmm. um, school boards and city governments are at this point duking it out to get kids actually back into the school. And even in San Francisco, arguably the most liberal progressive city in the United States, um, the city, city hall is fed up with their school board. So what <laughs> they're doing right now is the city hall uh, attorneys have opted to sue the school board, which is part of the city government, but operates slightly separately. 
Um, last week, the school board had a lengthy hours-long meeting to rename a, a group of schools um, that were named after, you know, such controversial figures as Abraham Lincoln, George Washington, but those horrible racists, ha racists yeah. had to go, um, and they, they're giving these schools with no children in them new names, and that was the priority of the meeting. They didn't even touch on the subject of getting kids back into school, mm -hmm. um, which at this point the mayor of San Francisco has said, get your kind of get yourselves together. It's time to get these 15,000 kids back to school, especially in a city, excuse me, 50,000 kids mm -hmm. back to school, especially in a city like San Francisco, where the stark divide between private schoolers and public schoolers has really just become even starker during the pandemic. Um, there is just, it's become such a crisis for the youth of the country. They've really lost about a year of full education at this point. And uh, finally, it seems that even in some of these liberal cities, the city governments are saying now is the time. I think that they're perhaps afraid that this will be a pivotal subject matter in any upcoming elections. That's fascinating. And I'm curious to see how this is all going to work yeah. out. All right, Sophie Mann, good to see you. Good to see you. I'm glad it was you and not Bernie. Me too. <laughs> I'm sure you were. Uh, all right, uh, hey, tomorrow on the show, what a show. Congressman Madison Cawthorn is going to be here. Ben Carson is going to be here on set. Jenna Ellis is going to be here on set. And Alan Dershowitz is going to talk about pastrami. I kid you not, from Cat's Delicatessen, what a freaking show!